I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are going to be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are going to work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're going to read one chapter a week. And inside our book study Facebook group, you're going to get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts. You're going to get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun, and even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy and I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode 16 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Happy Monday and welcome back. Today I am going to be sharing some of my best tips to help your students prepare for the end of year standardized test that I know many of you have to take. To be honest, I really did not want to record this episode or even talk about test prep at all because I hate it. Like most teachers, I think it is unfair for our students that we have to test them in this way. I feel like it's not authentic, especially in the area of reading. And I think it just creates unnecessary stress and anxiety with both teachers and students. But the other day I put a poll in my Instagram stories and over 96% of you said that your state is requiring standardized testing this year. And so even though I don't like it and I don't want to talk about it, I do like you and I do want to make sure that you feel prepared and equipped to help your students be as confident and ready for the testing. So I think we can all just agree that none of us like standardized testing, but since it is a thing that we have to deal with, let's try to make the best out of the situation. So I worked in, as you guys know, an elementary school in upper elementary. So I spent four years as a fourth grade teacher. So I dealt with standardized testing from the classroom perspective, but then I also worked as an assistant principal for three years, and I spent many years working as an instructional coach in a different school. So I also am familiar with standardized testing from the administration side of things. And so I understand it's, I don't know, it's hard for a teacher, it's hard for everybody. And even though test prep is not our favorite time of year, there are definitely things that we can do to help our students feel more confident and independent and comfortable on the day of the tests. Today, I have five tips that I want to share with you 
that hopefully will make you feel a little bit better about these next couple weeks as you help your students get ready for the standardized test in your state. My first tip is for you to teach the standardized test as it's its own genre of reading. You guys know I love talking about genre. I have blog posts on it. I have lots of resources about genre. I think it's so important for students to have such a deep understanding of genre because this helps them develop their reading identities and know what books they enjoy reading. Well, not that I want them or think that they will enjoy reading standardized tests, but I think there is some benefit in approaching a standardized test as its own genre. Because here's the thing, the way our students read an informational text is going to be different than the way that they read a realistic fiction text, which will be different from a way they read a graphic novel, which is different from a way they read a fairy tale. And all of those are also different from how they read and approach standardized testing. And so you can think about test prep basically as giving your students a genre study on standardized tests. And I think this also, if you approach it as a genre, that gives students kind of the freedom and flexibility to say they don't prefer standardized testing, the genre of standardized testing, kind of like we tell them it's okay that they don't have to like all of the genres, but it kind of separates the testing, the reading and responding that is required of them during the testing experience from the real authentic reading. And if you want to take this approach to standardized testing, a couple things you could do is, first of all, make sure your students understand what are the attributes of standardized testing. What can they expect and anticipate? And I know I taught testing in the state of Texas, and the state exams were pretty consistent year after year in fourth grade. My students could anticipate having a realistic fiction text. There, could, there would be an informational text. There would be a poetry or a poem for one of the passages. There would be a drama. There would be a paired passage. And all of these passages would come with multiple choice questions. So even just understanding that this is how the test is written and created can help them understand, you know, why the test is the way that it is. The other thing that I think is really important for students in understanding the genre of standardized testing is to understand the author's purpose behind it. The purpose of testing is really to assess their understanding of comprehension skills and state standards. This means that they need to think about not only the passages, but also the questions from the perspective of the author. If the purpose is to assess, then that's how questions are written. And I think also making sure that students understand that standardized testing as we know it is not an authentic reading experience. That's kind of part of one of the attributes. They don't get a choice in what they are reading. A lot of times, at least in my class, we would talk about how with reading, there so often is more than one right answer because it is your reading experience is based off of your own personal knowledge and connections and what you bring to the text. But with standardized testing, it really isn't as much about our students' personal connections and background knowledge, but it's really more about can they get in the minds of the authors, of the people who wrote the test, and thinking about if they were going to write a multiple choice question to assess these specific skills, what would that look like? And really trying to think about the test through the lens of the author, of the people who are writing the test for the purpose of assessment. And if your students can just even view it as kind of its separate entity, as this is not a reflection of real reading, of their own reading preferences or identities, and think of it as a genre, that can just take away some of the pressure and a little bit of the sting of having to prepare for the standardized testing, at least in the area of reading. Tip number one, teach standardized testing as its own genre of reading. My next tip is to incorporate strategy groups as part of your test prep strategy. And 
I did a whole episode on strategy groups back in episode number five. If you're not familiar with them, go back and give that episode a listen. I'm not going to go into the in-depth here, but test prep was actually the time of year that I first implemented strategy groups and discovered how powerful they are. And what a strategy group is, is it is a small group lesson where you are pulling students from a wide range of reading levels. So they're not grouped off of reading levels, but they are grouped off of their specific need. What strategy do they need practice with? What skill do they need reinforcement with? And I started using these during a test prep season one time because I wanted all of the students who needed help practicing making inferences or all of the students who needed help being able to categorize the type of test questions. And so I literally just told students, if you feel like you need help with fill in the blank skill, come to my table. And we did a little small group lesson and it worked so well. And pretty much every year after that, I would rather than teaching test prep whole group or even keeping my small groups the way they had been throughout the year, like my guided reading groups, I would just pull students who needed the support in the specific areas. I really tried to keep my test prep season short, meaning I tried not to have it be the entire second semester or even months leading up to the test. We really tried to keep it less than six weeks, which meant it had to be super powerful and impactful. So students were really only practicing the skills that they needed to practice. And I actually have a resource that I kind of created with these strategy groups in mind, and I'll link to them. But these are my comprehension task cards that are written based off of specific skills. So if you are looking for a good resource to use for your strategy groups that are short and focused, then like I said, you might want to check out these task cards. Passages are written with a specific reading strategy in mind. So there's a set that focuses on character traits. There's a set that focuses on summarizing, a set that focuses on making inferences. And they're just short little passages. So they're perfect to help your students practice applying those specific skills without taking too much time. And also you're not going to burn them out on too many multiple choice questions. So If you are looking for a great resource for strategy groups, check that out. And if you're not using strategy groups, definitely go back and give episode number five a listen and figure out how you can incorporate those into your test prep plan this year. Another tip that I have for test prep is to prioritize group work. And the thing I want you to keep in mind is that the purpose of test prep is to prepare your students for the test, not to test them. And so often I think we get in this idea that in order for our students to feel prepared for the test, they need to have multiple opportunities of taking practice tests before. That means we have them read passages independently and practice the multiple choice questions because that's how they're going to be tested. But the reality of it is, is your test prep season is meant to prepare your students and it's meant to help your students develop more strategies and more skills and to feel confident. And one of the best ways to do that is to let them collaborate with their peers and engage in group work. They have enough, they have had enough practice, especially if they're in upper elementary, they've been taking tests ever since they came to school and they have had enough practice with independent test practice. And so during your test prep season, I would encourage you to prioritize more group work and partner practice and refrain from trying to do so many practice tests A couple things that I, well, a couple of reasons. One, the group work just makes it more fun. And if your students are dreading the test prep and they're nervous about it, if they can at least work in a group, it makes it more fun and more enjoyable. But it's also a great way for them to hear from their classmates, the strategies that their classmates are using and how their classmates are approaching the, you know, the test. And if, you know, sometimes hearing things from a a peer is more helpful than hearing things from a teacher. And so one of my absolute favorite group structures that we would use during test prep a lot was called rally coach or partner practice. And 
what I would do is I would take my students and I would match them up to where, you know, I would try to have a higher kid with a medium kid and medium kids with lower kids. So they weren't always the high kids working together. So there was a little bit of, you know, coaching that could actually take place. And my students would, during reading, they would read the passage together and they would usually do, I would let them decide, but they could either do every other paragraph they would read or they could just read the whole thing together. And then they would answer the multiple choice questions. And the way that it would work is they had A partner and B partner. A partner would go through, read the question, and rather than just answering it, they had to explain their thinking to their partner. So they would have to explain, I think A is the correct answer because here is my evidence. I don't think B is the correct answer because here's my evidence. And C is not correct because of this. And they would have to go through and literally justify and explain each answer choice, why it was correct or incorrect before they could circle the answer. So basically their partner had to say, yes, I agree with you. I think you're correcting your your thinking is correct. Or if their partner disagreed, they wouldn't tell them what they think the answer is, but they would say, you know, did you consider this? Or did you pay attention to, you know, paragraph number two or whatever it is? And what this allowed for was a much more in-depth conversation about the thinking that goes into finding the right answer. And so it allowed my students to, like I said, become really confident in their ability to find text evidence and justify their thinking. But because they had a partner, they were able to bounce their ideas off of it. And if they were getting something wrong, they had somebody right there who could immediately provide feedback. And so we did Rally Coach almost every single day, you know, when we were practicing, you know, test prep questions. And sometimes we would do it for entire practice tests. Sometimes we would just do it for short little paragraphs with multiple choice questions. But especially if you want to give your students multiple choice practice, using a structure like Rally Coach can be so effective. My fourth tip for effective test prep is to get your students moving, get them up out of their seats. I think, again, so often our test prep can look like students reading independently at their desks, answering multiple choice questions, and it can consume a lot of the day. And so you want to get your students out of their desks. You want them moving. You want them talking with their classmates. And I think anytime students can get up and walk around, it just makes whatever you're doing more fun. But then it you know, just gives them a chance to interact and engage with their classmates, which is one of the best parts about school. And so if you, obviously, if you're teaching virtually, these strategies aren't going to work as well. So skip ahead a few seconds and just go straight to tip number five. But if you are teaching face-to-face, a couple things that you could do are use a strategy like four corners. And what I would do is I would label each corner of my room as A, B, C, and D. And we would go through and students, you know, maybe would read a passage and then answer the questions. And if they chose answer A, they would go stand in the corner that had A. If they chose answer B, they would go stand in the corner that chose answer B. If they chose C and so on and so on. And this was great for a couple of reasons. One, it gave me a really good visual of where the majority of the class was at with a specific question type. So if I saw most of my students were getting these questions correct, then, you know, I knew that wasn't something we had to review whole group. If I noticed that my students were, you know, a lot of them were getting these questions wrong, then that was a skill that I incorporated into our whole group review. But the other thing that was great about this is that, you know, and before we did something like Four Corners, we had to have a conversation about this is not a way for them to judge their classmates, that they're not meant to 
you know, if somebody got the answer wrong, that they're not meant to make fun of them, you know, that this is a learning experience for all of us. And so students would go stand in the corners and then I would have them explain why did they choose that answer and why did the kids who went to A chose A and B and C. And then after we had that discussion, I gave students the opportunity to choose a new answer if they wanted to. And this was great because then for students who got the answer wrong, they could hear why another answer choice was a better option. And then they had that opportunity to make that their answer choice really before they turned in their paper, before you know something got a grade or before it was finalized. And so again, it's a great way to provide real feedback right away and give students the opportunity to make corrections, but not just make the corrections to hear from their classmates why a different answer choice was a better option and the correct option. So four corners is a great thing to use during test prep. Another one that I love using is something like a mix and mingle. And this is super simple. I would just turn on some music and I would tell my students that they're going to walk around and find somebody who can help them answer each each question of the multiple choice questions. And so, if it, you know, there's 10 questions. They need to find 10 different people to discuss the, and answer the question with. So again, this is kind of like group work, but they're out of their desk. They're walking around. They're having conversations with different students and helping to figure out the answer choice. So that's another thing you could do. Another way you could do it is if you're using something like a task card to practice, you could use a quiz, quiz, trade structure. And what that looks like is I would give all of my students a task card. So let's say we are practicing, you know, making inferences. And so all of my students had task cards that had passages with multiple choice questions about making inferences. They would walk up to a friend. I would show, you know, my friend the task card I have. And they would answer it. And then I would look at the task card they have. And then I would answer it. And then before we left to find a new partner, we would trade cards. So now I had a different card that I was holding on to and interacting with, you know, my peers with. And the nice thing about the trade is, is it gives students the option of going back to their friends again and again, because every time they're going to have a different card. And so again, just another way that you can mix up your test prep, get students out of their desks. They're still answering questions. They're still practicing the comprehension skills, but they are moving and they are talking with their friends, which is just going to make it a little bit more fun and engaging. And then my last tip is to not let test prep consume your whole day. I know it can be tempting. And honestly, sometimes as a teacher, test prep can feel really easy because it's just, you know, printing off a lot of practice tests and letting students practice them. But it's exhausting for our students. And so try to limit your you know, your test prep to, you know, an hour, hour and a half a day. And then make sure that you are filling in the rest of your day with exciting and engaging and fun things for your students that they still enjoy coming to school. And it's not just all about preparing for the standardized test. So I would make sure that during my reading block, you know, once we finished our test prep, that we would still do things like book clubs, that we would still do book talks, that we were still doing author studies, I always tried to find time for extra read-alouds. I tried to make sure my students had time for independent reading that was literally just for fun. If they're spending all of this time practicing test prep, that they could read picture books and they could take pillows and they could go sit in other parts of the room and there was no reading response assignments required. And that we were doing fun writing experiences like writing poetry or creating comic strips or whatever it is that my students loved. I tried to make sure that we had a balance of, you know, the way we used our instructional time. Not all of it was for test prep, that we had so many other fun and engaging elements incorporated into our day. So those are my five tips. Let me review. Teach standardized tests as its own genre. Number two is make sure you incorporate strategy groups. 
Number three, prioritize group work. Number four, get your students moving out of their desks. And then number five, don't let it consume your entire day, aka strike that balance. And really the thing that I love about these tips and when I was putting these together, what I made sure all of them had is that they're really just good teaching practices, genre studies, small group instruction, collaboration, movement, instructional balance. These are things that we should be trying to do all year long, not just during test prep season. They just happen to be really helpful when you are preparing your kids for standardized testing. If anything, let that encourage you that you don't have to drastically change the way that you are teaching to help your students be prepared for the test, you might just have to put a slightly different spin on things. As always, I hope that the ideas that I share in this podcast are things that you can immediately implement and bring into your classroom. And really, I would love to hear which of these strategies you plan on incorporating into your test prep season. So do not hesitate to reach out to me and let me know what you're going to incorporate over the next couple weeks as you help your students get ready for the standardized test. You can reach out to me on Instagram at The Stellar Teacher Company. I always love hearing from you. So I hope you guys all have a stellar week. I will talk to you next Monday. Thanks so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you subscribe and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. Don't forget to join me over on Instagram at The Stellar Teacher Company. And you can also find links and resources from this episode in the show notes at StellarTeacher.com. I'll see you back here next week.